Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the places that scare you. Not the book by Pima Chodra, although I do hope to read that this spring. I, it's on my list, not a New Year's resolution list, just a list of, I'd like to do that kind of thing. And for those of you who have New Year's resolutions, I am so glad for you. You do you. Awesome. Hope you get it done. But that's not really my thing. But anyway, I have been thinking as we come into the new year, and also I think the main component for my introspection, as it were, is I took a journey here in the beginning of December, and I will be releasing more on that, but that will be coming later because I'm still editing all the stuff that I've been working on for it, and I'm really slow at it between the jet lag and checking out awesome tea and looking at the mountains and the sea and yeah there's a lot to look at so i'm like i haven't really had a lot of time or haven't really taken the time to edit everything but when i do i will be uploading it to this podcast so you too can hear about the awesome places i've been i'm not saying because i'm there i'm just like they really are awesome places but anyway i'm thinking by march i should have that all done and be uploading but we'll see and i know that's a long time away but there's a lot to edit so we'll see how it goes but anyway this journey has kind of made me think about things differently than I did before because number one I'm like I have never left the U.S. before so I'm like that was a big step for Anna because I'm a hobbit with like my books my garden my armchair and leaving with my two suitcases and my two carry-ons was one of the most brave things I have ever done. I'm like, boy, I was bold. I should give myself a pat on the back. Pat, pat. Okay, I'm done with that. But anyway, I'm like, you know, it really has shown me that the only thing I really regret is that I didn't do it sooner. I mean, as weird as that sounds, because I've never really felt more at peace or like I'm where I'm supposed to be than being where I am now, which my friends in the States and in Canada are like, really? And I'm like, I know it's weird. But you know, the friends who know me the best are like, Anna, we knew it would be your jive. We knew you would like it there. We knew you would just fit in perfectly. And I'm like, it really is. It's like totally awesome. But anyway, The thing that I'm realizing is, like, I don't mean to word, but I am a very different person than most people. I think it does have to do with the fact that I am a high-functioning autistic. I'm getting a brain scan done this year. That's one of my goals. I'm like, yeah, not, not again, not a resolution. It was something I was planning on when I left. I'm like, I'm getting the brain scan and I'm getting the frontal lobe scan so I know everything is okay with my head and we'll be good to go. So I'm like, that's on the list for the summer. But after I make sure my taxes are paid, it's like, oh, I'm going to do that next. Pay the government to take care of that. But anyway, you know, I think about life very differently than most people do. And then I've sat there and I go, I'm really happy with my life. The only, like, 10-year goals that I have that are major are I do plan on adopting my awesome kiddos in the next decade. I'm like, that's going to happen. And I do plan on, you know, figuring out where I'm going to be living. That's going to be taken care of in the next couple of months. 
I'm thinking, unless something cataclysmic alters my plan, but I really kind of doubt that. But anyway, and, you know, I do plan on becoming more fluent in the languages I'm learning. I'm currently learning three languages. I can read and write in one. I can speak a few words in the other, and I can understand a lot in the other, but I can't speak it very well at all. But that's my kind of goals. And getting my business degree, I'm like, I'm going to get that BA, and I'm going to have that piece of paper and go, I did it. Not because I really care about the piece of paper. I want to know that I can do that. So I'm like, yes, I'm doing all those things in the next decade. But I'm like, I'm not really into, like, a lot of people my age are sitting there going, you know, don't you want to settle down? Don't you want to find your person? Don't you want to do that? And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of weird because it's not really a big deal to me whether I'm single whether I'm married but I will say this trip has made me reevaluate my current status as it were when it comes to dating because honestly I don't date at all it's not because I'm against dating I'm not I'm really not against dating at all it's because I mainly work and go on walks and then I go find wonderful tea shops and look at mountains and ocean and I come home. I don't really do anything that would be places that people who would date would probably be at. Although, come to think about it, if I did date someone, they would probably be doing something similar. So we could possibly meet when I'm walking or going to a tea shop or mountains or other. But it's just not really at the front of my thoughts at all it's like way down the lists if that makes sense but I will say like on this journey there have been several times especially like last month when I was looking at these absolutely gorgeous mountains and sipping this amazing tea and I was saying they're going this is something I could see wanting a partner for because I'm like you could sit there and go aren't the mountains just you know absolutely fantastic and they go Yes, not, not in the same way, but to be able to share that amazing view and a good cuppa. Not not the same cuppa because I'm very into germ-free drinking containers. Yeah, this is why I don't date very much. <laughs> so anyway, but it did lead me to some introspection in my 30s now. I'm like, you know, I really don't care about passion or sex or physical attraction because I'm a demisexual and that's really not something that's I really think about too much at all. I'm not against any of those things, but I'm like, if my person is not here, why would I spend my time thinking about those things when, you know, I'm busy teaching or drinking boba tea or looking at mountains? I mean, you know, I'm... I'm not good at multitasking, and I really have never had a dirty mind, so it's like, I just don't think about those kind of things very much. So, but I was thinking this last month, I was like, you know, it would be nice to be able to share the mountains and the tea with someone, and, you know, other aspects of, the, of my life, like when I have the kiddos, because I'm like, someone might really enjoy being around the kiddos too because the kiddos will be simply awesome and it would be nice to share that journey with someone and I'm like but Anna nobody really dates people to share journeys at least from my experience most people don't I mean 
I tried dating a couple of guys who I thought that might, we might be on the same wavelength, but you know, that just didn't work out because like two, three dates in, I was like, we're not on the same wavelength. I mean, no offense. And you would be much happier with someone who is on the same wavelength as you. And that's never going to be me. So more power to you, but no. So, you know, I kind of given up on dating and all that stuff. And I still personally am highly doubtful that, I mean, as is, I am, I'm not a real big believer in fate destiny, a horse, as they say in Rapunzel. I do believe that usually things work out the way they're supposed to. Although I will say there have been a couple times in my life that I can guarantee if there was fate, something went terribly wrong. But I figure when I go to the other reality, maybe, maybe there will be a good explanation for what occurred and maybe not. And at this point in my life, I'm like, I've made peace with it. I really have. It's like, it's okay. If I figure that out someday, that'd be great. If I don't, I'm just going to chalk it up to sometimes bad stuff just happens and you get through it and you become a stronger, better person because you went through that, but it was not the way it was supposed to be. But anyway, moving on from that digression. But I was sitting here this last month and I was like, you know, it would be good to share the mountains and the boba tea with someone if they would want to share the mountains and the boba tea. But I'm like, Anna, you will never go out looking for someone to share mountains and boba tea because you are busy teaching and working and making podcasts and YouTube videos and editing your photos and stuff so that you can release it in March so that it would be absolutely awesome. And I'm like, I just really don't take the time to do that sort of thing. And the other thing is, it's like, I don't mean it weird, but I am an interesting person when people get to know me. But if you meet me on the street, it's like two of my best friends have said, like, Anna, you are a very interesting person and you make a great friend. But when you first meet you, you're kind of strange and you're so reserved, people might think you're mean and you're not, but you have a very hard time relating to people you are not familiar with. And it gives you a bad persona. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've known that for years, but I really don't know how to fix that persona. I mean, not only weird, but I was on the bus once and one person thought I was mute. And I was like, I'm fine with that. You're a weird dude. I don't care if you think I'm mute. Okay, go on. Be deluded and think I'm mute. I'm okay with that. So anyway, but let's just say first impressions are not particularly good necessarily. But the good thing I think that has happened is my best friends are ones who have been able to continue to be persistent at being friends, even though I do not have the best of first impressions. And we have become great friends. I mean, my best friend, it's like, yeah, he knows I'm weird, but he's totally okay with me being weird. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody's weird in their own way. And if they say they're not, then I think they're lying. But anyway, that's a digression again. But moving the wagon back around, I'm like, you know, maybe it would be nice to share mountains and boba tea. And maybe there is someone on the bloody planet who would want to share mountains and boba tea. Because, you know, I'm like, most of my friends that I know 
are either happily with their person or happily single or wishing they had their person. I'm like, you will find your person when the person is supposed to be there. I'm like, no doubts on that. But for me, I'm like, I really don't know if that's ever going to happen. And honestly, I really don't care. But the mountains and the tea are awesome here. And it would be so cool to share this with someone if they too liked mountains and tea. So I decided to reevaluate the fact that I'm not dating right now. And I'm like, number one, I haven't met anyone who I would like to date at the moment. So that that's a big... <laughs> a big component to dating you kind of need someone who you'd want to date in order to go dating and number two i'm like even if i met a person who i would consider dating which would be a big step for me there is no guarantee they would want to date me because no offense i'm like i'm really bad at first impressions and my hair is frizzy it's even more frizzy since i moved to where I am now it's like I don't know the humidity here has made my hair become an absolute poofball and I look like um one of the Pixar kids with really frizzy hair I'm like I keep trying to push it down but my hair just keeps popping up on my head and it's like you know I think I just got to deal with the fact that I look like I've got a hedgehog on top of my head <laughs> or maybe a porcupine I don't know. It depends on the day and the humidity. Let's just put it that way. And I'm like, and I'm in school and I don't really take time to do anything extracurricular. Although I will say in the last few months when I did live with a roommate here for about three months before I left the States, I was like, that was fabulous because my roommate helped me, you know, not spend all my day in the office teaching and studying. She's like, Anna, you could come out and, you know, eat or watch the young Sheldon it just aired I'm like ooh ooh play me with Sheldon I will be out <laughs> or call me cat that was fun too I have to say so I'm like you know I learned a lot more about American television things to my roommate and he got me out of the out of the office which was fabulous I'm like but you know in general I really don't go and do much very often. I take like one day a week, maybe two, and go on an excursion and, you know, go find the best tea shop or go find the mountain view. But not not really, you know, the exciting things. Like, I don't mean it where it's like people who are dating are into like bar hopping and, you know, I don't know, something called electro music. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. I mean, I really don't. And I have really no desire to find out because it doesn't sound like it'd be my thing. But anyway, I was sitting there and I was like, you know, it's almost the new year, Anna. It's a beautiful new year. You really have, I mean, no offense. I'm like, my life is pretty much perfect. I have to say, I'm like, I got my grant for my school. I don't have to pay. I'm like, yay. I have to call and verify that tomorrow to make sure. I'm like, I don't want to be hit with a surprise bill. But anyway, I'm like, I finished my one semester. I'm on to my second, or no, it's not my second. I've done several semesters. But anyway, I'm like, I will be done with my business degree here in the next year, year and a half. I'm like, yay, 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 yay. And then I'm like, you know, my work is steady and constant and I can work anywhere. And 
I don't hate women, but I am finally to the point where I'm like, I am entirely self-sufficient and have been for several years now. And I'm like, I like being self-sufficient. And I also am kind of the person who I'm going, I always wanted to make sure that I was entirely self-sufficient before I ever seriously dated anyone. Because I'm like, I never want to have to be in a position where I rely on my partner for any kind of financial thing. I mean, I know that, like, if you're a couple, you share finances. Like, you you help with the food, you help with the rent, because you're, you know, sharing your lives. But I also never wanted to be in a situation where I was ever beholden in any way to a partner, because I think that puts it in a very bad situation. Like, I don't remember, but when I was a kid, I was always made to feel like the fact that my parents had to feed and clothe their children was kind of a, a, a what do we call it, something that was irksome. And I was like, I never want to be in that situation with a partner, for Pete's sake. So I'm like, I've been that way as a kid. I don't want to go back there. So I'm like, I really have my life pretty much perfect. And I'm like, you know, Anna, maybe you should consider the D word again. And I'm like, not the D word, darn, not the D word, because that kind of scares me. I mean, not because, how do I say this? I'm not scared to be with someone at all, but I hate the rigmarole of trying to figure out if a person is really going to understand me and if I'm really going to understand that person and if it would even work out because it's complicated. And I don't know about you guys, and maybe your dating experiences have been fantastic and smooth and delightful and give you warm, fuzzy memories, but mine are like, you know they just were kind of irksome and I really don't like irksome but I also don't like sitting there and going what if there's someone who should share the mountains and the tea with me and they're not because I'm being I don't like complicated and so I avoided like the plague so I did something this year before new year's so it wasn't you know for the new year or whatever but i did put up my dating profile again i mean i had it up but i really didn't do anything with it i actually had hit it but i decided to put it up on okcupid and hinge and bumble now the reasons i chose these three were well I had tried the one called Elite Singles because it is supposed to be more no-nonsense, not because of the name, because I think the name is kind of stupid. But I tried that last year. That was an absolute disaster. I really did not like it. I also tried Match.com last year, and that really also was an absolute disaster. And I had gotten some very rude um, messages on both of those platforms. So I'm like, you know what? I totally get that you might not like my profile and that you might be upset that my goal is to, you know, live overseas and adopt two, maybe three kids. But really, that doesn't mean you have to send me a bombastic message telling me how stupid you think this plan is because I'm like, I wouldn't date you anyway, so why do I even care about your opinion and why are you wasting your time messaging me? <laughs> So, yeah, I kind of had a bad, bad experience on both those platforms. I'm like, you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, 
So I decided to try OkCupid, and the reason I did OkCupid is they are one of the few platforms that actually has a button for demisexuals. I was like, oh, they have a button for me. So I don't have to go around trying to explain it to someone who messages me because that was irksome last year too. I'm like, you know, and I really didn't realize I was demisexual because I didn't know that term existed until after last year's fiasco. And I was like, and it wasn't a big fiasco, like, but it was just, I'm like, I didn't like dating. It wasn't fun. And I don't know. People think that maybe if you put demisexual on your profile, it mean, doesn't mean that you're a demisexual. I'm like, it really does mean you're a demisexual. And no, I don't want to move in with you after three weeks of knowing you. And no, I don't want to marry you. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah, that was a bad experience. I'm not against marriage, and I'm not against being with the person you're supposed to be with, but I'm like, someone like me needs way more than three weeks to ascertain that. I mean, yeah, I'm different, and I'm okay with it. But I did put my profile up. Now, I have to say that I really am sincerely doubtful that anything will come of it. I'm like, I don't know if there's anyone who wants to enjoy the mountains or the sea, but if there is, and they happen across my profile, and they go, you know, I too want to visit the mountains and the sea and enjoy tea, then maybe it might be a good fit. I don't know. We know that at least we agree on three things. I mean, that's good. The other thing I liked about OkCupid is they allow you to answer like literally thousands of questions, which is very good because I'm like, I've had a few people message and I was like, I went and checked their answers to questions versus my answers to questions. And I'm like, okay, I know this would not be a good fit. I don't care if it says we have a 93% match. I'm like, we disagree on some kind of important um, things to me. I mean, no offense. I'm like, I'm like, you're very nice, but I have no desire to date you. I wish you all the best and good luck. But, you know, I think that the thing is, is I'm like, I don't want to not be there for the people I'm supposed to be there with. I think that's the really the driving force behind whatever I do that's major in my life is I'm like, I really want to be present for the people I care about, both in the past and in the future and in the present. Because I think, you know, at the end of the day, what's going to matter most is that we did what we were supposed to do and we cared well for the people who we were meant to care well for. I think it's like, I was watching the, um, I don't like the name in English, but the Mandarin, um, the Taiwanese BL drama series called My Two Through Love. And in it, the one of the main characters says, you know, it's not really important to be, you know, around all these people. What's important is that you're with the people that are important to you and that you really are present for them. And I really like that show because it's kind of like, I have to say that that show kind of was an impetus in the same way that Beloved and House was. Because, like, when I did try online dating the first time, the reason was is I was watching I Do Beloved and House, and I was like, what if I'm not there for the person on the tire swing I'm supposed to be there for? I'm like, 
oh bloody hell, that would be, that would be really bad. But I'm like, so that was why I tried it the first time. And I was like, by the end of that, I was like, you know, I'm pretty convinced that either the person on the tire ring has found their perfect elsewhere, but I am really convinced after this that I really just don't think any of these people are the people on the tire swing I'm supposed to be there for. So anyway, that was, I think that was last, uh, was it last year or the year before I tried that? I, I really don't know because it's been a blur. But anyway, it was the year before last year. Yeah, it was two years ago and it was not fun. So I was like, and I'm not really saying dating should be fun, but I'm like, it shouldn't be a very complicated and unpleasant experience. But this time I was like, you know what? This is an experiment, Anna. If you can think of it as an experiment and something that you can observe rather than something that just stresses you out and you find confusing and complicated, maybe it would be less troublesome for you. So I have to say, I have found it more interesting since I have looked at it that way. I've also found that I am ex excellent at being able to ascertain if someone is into hookups or not just based on their profile pictures. Like, 80% of the time, I can tell from the first profile picture, and not because they're not wearing a shirt or at the gym. Although I will say that does seem to be a very big key that they probably are into hookups. And to clarify, the reason that that is important to me is I am very anti into hookups. You know, everyone, you do you, but I'm like, that's just not for me as a demisexual. I'm like, I really can't even imagine that. And I don't want to date someone who can imagine that. So anyway, I'm like, I've gotten really good at that. And I'm sitting there going, hookups, 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 check. Yep, 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 So anyway, I also like that OkCupid has that feature so you can check. Because I'm like, it's interesting. Because I'm like, yeah. I can tell. I have no idea why. I don't know why I have that gift or that odd quirk, but I really can tell. So anyway, I do like OkCupid for that. I also have to say, on Bumble, I also like that you can put, you know, certain things, and it's shorter. But I think Hinge is my favorite so far, although, I mean, no offense, it's like I haven't had any dates with any of these. I have had several people message me to ask if I'd maybe consider X, Y, or Z, but I'm like, I've even had a couple of people I'm like, you are really weird humans, and I am deleting you immediately, who are like, I read your profile, and I want to marry you right now, I'm like, you know, most people, when they read my profile, run screaming the other direction, or send me a nasty letter asking me why I want to adopt kiddos. And the fact that you want to marry someone you've never met is really scary. And I'm deleting you because I just really don't think this is a good idea. I mean, why would you ask some random stranger you have never met to marry you? Especially a random stranger who is a demisexual. I mean, this is a really bad thing if you know anything about demisexuals. So anyway, but ranting going away now. But my point is, is even though I have not had any dates, it has been kind of amusing because I'm like, you know, it's been about two years since I tried dating through app. And I'm like, the only reason I tried dating through app is I'm like, I would totally do dating in person over an app if I could. But I'm like, nobody that I know seems to date by meeting someone in person. I mean... I guess it could happen. In in rom-coms, it always happens that way. But I'm like, life is not a rom-com. And given my 
schedule. It's like I was watching a YouTube video. I'll try to find it and drop it in the link description here. But there was a YouTube video by this guy who he does like relationship advice. And he's like, the top five reasons you are still single. And it has nothing really to do with you and your personality. And the, he lists all the reasons. He's like, you work a lot. I'm like, yeah, that's me. You don't really do a bunch of things that would be, you know, things that would, how to say this, be making it so that you would meet people who would be dateable in the same area as you. And I'm like, no, I really don't. You kind of live in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, I don't live in the middle of nowhere, but sort, sort of, I mean, kind of. And number three is like, it's complicated. I'm like, oh, I, I so, I so get this video. I'm like, I had all those things. I'm like, check, 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 check. I'm like, yeah. And I'm going, in addition, I'm going, I'm really different because I really don't care about looks. And I really am not dating for, you know, passion or any of those reasons. I just want to be there for the people I'm supposed to be there for. Them. I'm like, most people don't date for those reasons. You know, I was talking to my my best friend once, and he's like, he he messaged me, or we were chatting on the phone here in the summer of this last year, and he's like, "So Anna, are you are you dating anyone now?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not. I've kind of put that on the back burner, Mister Har. I'm like, you know, I'm busy with school, I'm busy with work, I'm busy with with life." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, and I know you are, and I can see, I know." And I'm like. I'm going, yeah, and he also knows I find this extremely complicated, and I don't like complicated. So I'm like, but I was thinking of Mr. R recently, because I was like, you know, I messaged him this last, uh, let's see, about three weeks ago, we were chatting, and I was like, oh, and don't, don't pass out, but I actually did update my profile, although I think it's definitely scary enough to drive off all but the very brave, and he's like, I'm very basically glad for you, Anna, and I'm sure that you will have a lot of people message you. I'm like, that is terrifying. I don't want a lot of people to message me. I want, you know, I'm okay with no one messaging me. I just want to know that I didn't, you know, miss who I was supposed to miss. And so anyway, I was going, you know, I've done that. I took that step. Now, I do have to say, I have met some very interesting people who neither of us are dating each other but we did find that we like really having long discussions about things that we're interested in which I know seems weird for on a dating app but I'm not trying to be bad but I'm like one of them I mean we really do have the same kind of interest and we neither one of us want to date one another but we do like chatting about you know the food that we ate here or you know the the comic con that was there or the art exhibit here i'm like so we have some really nice conversations like a couple of times a week about what we're going to do what we're going to see and do you want to you know go there and have you seen this and i'm like it's been really informative because i'm in a new place and i haven't been able to check out our art galleries and such i'm like they've been a plethora of information and they found out stuff about america that they wouldn't know and i'm like you know it's been interesting for that so i'm like even if the whole dating thing is an absolute bust, I'm like, I'm really glad I met a couple of people in there because I'm going, I really found out some very interesting things and they're really delightful humanoids. So I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I would say I'm very glad, no matter what happens, that I, you know, 
took that step because I do have to say that's one thing in my life that I avoid like the bloody plague because it's not that I'm frightened of relationships but I really get angsty about people kind of being like you put like certain things that you say you know x y or z is who I am and they're like oh I like you and then like you go on a few dates and like now can you change x y or z for me and I'm like you know, I don't think love is about changing myself to fit into your little box. Are you changing yourself to fit into my little box? Because quite frankly, I don't think boxes are a good idea. I think everyone should be able to be themselves and their full potential. And that being in a relationship is about bringing out the strengths of yourselves rather than trying to put people in boxes on a shelf like in Room with a View. I mean, no offense, I totally get why she ran off with the one guy. I'm just saying, he didn't put her in a box. She wasn't a very nice person, though. I always felt bad for him because I'm like, she was a really a rip, but he was a nice person. But anyway, okay, that's what I got off of Room with a View. But overall, I would again say that I am glad that I did this places that scare me. It's kind of like this whole journey over the past couple of months because I can honestly say that getting on the plane and leaving the States was a bit terrifying. <laughs> but then I landed and I was like, what took me so bloody long? <laughs> so anyway, I think, you know, no matter what, it's like, when I was sitting here with my, my tea and looking at the mountains and then the ocean, and I was like, you know, there are many things in life that I might regret, but this is not one of them. In the same way, I'm like, you know, I am highly doubtful that I will probably end up with anyone because I'm like, they would have to be rather strange to like my rather strange i mean no offense i'm like i am kind of a nice version of sheldon in the big bang theory i would never be rude like sheldon is to people when he is aggravated now i sometimes do give a bullet point explanation for what is troubling me but not in a rude or arrogant way i'm just like i don't like this and this is why and this is illogical and i cannot do illogical now if you can logically explain your argument then i will totally listen but if you are doing something based on emotions or irrationality that's not really going to work but my point is is i'm like you know i'm glad i put the profile back up because i had been avoiding it and i I know that I also am avoiding it because no offense, I work 60, sometimes sometimes 80 hour weeks, and I also am in school in half time, and I'm like, I really don't have time for that kind of thing. But the thing that I'm realizing is I need to make more time for things other than work and school. I mean, I have time for work, I have time for school, but the thing is, is I'm like, I don't have to work 60 to 80 hours a week. I mean, I really don't. It's not like it's it's something I have to do. I mean, a few years ago, yeah, I kind of had to do that. But I'm like, now it's like, after I get over this, this next couple of months and I get my apartment settled, I'm like, and I get my savings built back up, I'm like, I don't have to work that much. I could work, you know, 40 hours a week where I'm living now and be 
perfectly fine financially. So I'm like, you know, that's, that's good. And I could maybe do other things like go look at more mountains, drink more tea. I'm like, and watch more Thai and Taiwanese BL dramas. I'm like, we all have goals. I might even get a chance to watch the Amazon version of the new Rings of Power. I'm like, that's on my list. I haven't done that yet. I need to do that. But anyway, let me know if you guys have watched it, what you think of it. Uh, again, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. You can message us there. I'd love to hear your opinions on that one because I'm not sure it's worth watching. I know some people have been saying Amazon uh, series aren't that good anymore, so I'm not sure. But anyway, but that is my review of The Places That Scare You. And I honestly think that if something scares you, I mean, aside from the fact that it could be dangerous, I mean, if you're if you're scared of something and it's dangerous, I totally do not endorse going ahead and doing it. But if you're scared of something because it stretches your comfort zone or freaks you out because it's unpredictable and you don't like unpredictable, then maybe, maybe it is a good idea to do it. Because at least for me, I found that if I do do something that I don't want to do because I know that there's a bit of a fear factor there because of the unpredictability, I've often found that usually it works out pretty fantastic. Especially, I have to say, the last two months. Check it at the round table. Bye, all. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car and that's uppercase o and uppercase c and it's o-n-n-a-c-a-r-r the last four to verify are one one four three thank you so much for listening talk to you soon bye